Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. This is Dr. Thaddeus Venture, and you're listening to the Long Box Guys. Whatever that means. the long box guys gonna do tonight brain the same thing the long box guys do every night pinky drink and talk about comics they're useless to taking over the world yes hey everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the long box guys with me as always are some of my very best friends since i was a very little kid mikey how you doing what are you drinking i'm doing excellent and i have some eagle rare bourbon tonight Eagle rare bourbon. I've had that. That's pretty good. Okay. Tommy, how about you? What are you? What are you doing? And what are you drinking? I'm doing okay. I am drinking some old camp whiskey. It says right on the bottle, it's smooth, so I know it is. That's right. How, That's... how are you doing, Tom? What are I'm you doing, drinking? I'm doing terrific. I got uh, a big, big old uh, glass of soda. I love soda, Diet Coke, and I got myself a bottle of McCregor's whiskey. It comes in a one-gallon plastic jug. For four dollars and ninety nine cents. God, it is not worth it. <laughs> Most of that went to the pay for the plastic for the bottle. Yeah. You can taste the shame, Nicholas. Josh. You're Thank probably you. drinking something so much better than me. Uh, I am drinking a Perfect Storm, an American double IPA from Treehouse, one of my faves. Eight percent. Uh, and it is rocking a healthy dose of dry hopped citra and Simcoe. Simcoe sort of brings back the juiciness to like a little scratchy finish. It's not my favorite of their beers, but it's a damn, it's a damn nice IPA. Got to be better than what I'm drinking. And I, I see you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. It does. This taste, I see you get your cuppy cup. You get I your Frankenstein. Is it full of water? It is full of water. You, you're the most. Uh, uh, um, Predictable. Yeah. Uh, I like to think of it as consistent, but yeah. sure. Yeah, we'll say. Yeah. We're gonna flip the tables eventually, Stacey. We're gonna pod. We're gonna record this podcast on a night where you don't have to work the next day, and we're all gonna pretend to drink while you get hammered and stay completely sober, and just enjoy the madness. Yeah. That could be a lot of fun for you. Guys. I think you still drink water because. <laughs> Because you can leave a Stacey to, 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 to alcohol, but you can't make her drink. Speaking of horses, today we're going to be talking about my little... You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. I was, I was kind of making that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of that, we're going to be talking today about my little pony. Do not not make, specific. Yeah, don't, not my specific little <laughs> pony, but the comic book, the cartoons, and uh, the... Um, the entire fandom around, I'm going to talk a little bit about the fandom around uh, My Little Pony, especially the Bronies. Uh, I have one who's a friend, and I asked him a couple questions this week. Uh, but to give us a little background, a little history, uh, we're going to go to our good friend Stacy. <laughs> Stacy! Yes! Tell us a little bit about My Little Pony. All right. I will preface this by saying My Little Pony is probably the one girl franchise I did not get into as a kid. Uh, so everything that I learned, I learned in the last couple of hours. 
Um, so My Little Pony, uh, for my fellow children of the 80s, <laughs> was a cartoon uh, and also a toy line. Uh, it started in 1981. Uh, it was put out by Hasbro. Uh, the first thing they did, actually, in 1981 was My Pretty Pony, and then in 1982 transitioned into My Little Pony. Uh, and much like the other cartoons of the era, like Masters of the Universe, G.I. Joe, Transformers, uh, Gem and the Holograms, these were meant to sell toys and Boy, did they sell toys! Um, even though I didn't personally collect them, I knew a lot of uh, knew a lot of kids who did. Um, so the only thing well, I remember. Uh, let me ask you. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me ask sure. you a quick question, just because it, it's right there where you're talking about it. So you're yeah. saying my pretty pony came first? It did. 1981 was my pretty pony. And the big difference between the two, when it comes to toys, was that one was much bigger than the other. One was much bigger than the other, but my pretty pony um, had some features like i think it could wink it could wiggle its ears like it did stuff whereas my little ponies are pretty static they have rooted hair some glitter effects um, but there are many more than my little ponies because there are like a, a hundred different uh, variants uh yeah yeah there's i mean dozens in g1 uh, i don't know how many in g2 g3 but um moving into more modern era um there's probably just a core bunch of characters. Yeah. And you can tell um, them apart by their cutie mark, correct? Their cutie marks, yes, absolutely. Tell us uh, a little more about that, because I find that the distinguishing <laughs> feature of the My Little Ponies. Yeah, so I actually have, I like I said, I, I didn't collect them as a kid, but I, I have a corner of my desk called the Unicorner, and it's all unicorns, and I, <laughs> I, I, see have, what you did there. I have a couple of uh, My Little Pony unicorns, so um, yeah, so they have cutie marks. So you can see this one has like a moon and stars. Uh, her name is Moonstone. Um, this particular one is a reissue. Uh, she came out last year, I think. She smells like raspberries. It's it's awesome. So tramp stamps. They have tramp stamps. They, That's my they, point. Yeah. They, when they turn yeah. an adolescent age, their cutie mark appears, and that kind of yeah. gives them personality and powers. Yeah, as as many people who have lower back tattoos, it sort of defines their personalities as well. So yeah. it works out. <laughs> no shame to anybody who has back tattoos. I, I know. Thank you. You've just come of age with a tattoo. That's all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got a tattoo at a certain age during a certain period of time. Um, I so the only thing I remember from childhood was there was a My Little Pony movie. And it was super dark. It was basically like legend, but with My Little Ponies, like the villain is really dark, like Lord of Darkness kind of character. Um, and I remember thinking, this is a lot cooler than I expected it to be. Because um, I went with, a, I think I went with a kid's birthday party or something. We watched it. Um, so moving into, like I said, in the 90s, they had like a second generation uh, early 2000s, the third generation, and then we come to 2010 when My Little Pony Friendship is Magic came out and was popular with uh, girls and also bronies. Um, so I'm going to actually hand it over to you, Tom, to talk about the brony, brony movement. <laughs> well, the brony movement is kind of an outcropping of people who uh, are bros, uh, but also I would like the cartoon. Mostly it was because of stoner fandom. 
uh, that were bros. And the My Little Pony cartoon is nothing if not bright and colorful and cheerful. And if you got a couple of uh, dudes in you, uh, it's pleasant to watch. And that's kind of how the brony culture started. Uh, but it became kind of more than that. Uh, like, frat boys would start having their own uh, uh, cutie marks. Like, how nice is that? <laughs> aww. Uh, aww. aww. Guy Brad became stamp. a man today with his own tramp stamp. Aww. <laughs> aww. Um, the, the bronies um, didn't do anything too terrible to the franchise, which I think they actually, some people thought they were intruding and some people thought they were trying to sexualize or do all these kind of other things. They actually just genuinely kind of liked My Little Pony when they were stoned and it kind of just became something they kept liking after college. They just kind of, you know, oh, I remember My Little Pony. I still like that. So uh, Bronies, I think, got a, kind of got a bad rap for a lot of reasons um, that really don't jive out that well. Uh, the Bronies are pretty harmless and kind of fun. So if you see some at a uh, comic book or at a, um, a convention, uh, just, just pet them. Just brush their hair. They love that. Maybe maybe ask first because, you know. Oh, maybe yeah. Ask Always ask first. Always not consent. Exactly. Don't groom, don't tell, you know. I yeah. will. There was actually a really interesting documentary about bronies. I remember watching um, at the height of Friendship is Magic, and and I was I will admit I was a person who judged bronies pretty harshly, and then I encountered some at a convention, and then watched that documentary, and I realized I was wrong. Yeah, they're they're very harmless. I mean, there's a subset, of course, but they're they probably would have been more of the furry subset without ever seeing the bronies. So yeah. All right, so uh, who, do you think Flintstones or My Little Pony Friendship of Magic has more episodes? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I My think Little My Pony, Little Pony. Yeah. yeah, 228 episodes of My Little Pony, only 166 episodes of the Flintstones. There's your fun Alex fact for today. Wow. That's a... Um... It's yeah. a lot it's of a uh, lot. Yeah, well, it ran for nine years, I think. Yeah, something like that. Like that's that's a long time. Now, there might be more Dragon Ball Zs out there, but there were a lot of My Little Ponies. <laughs> uh, Stace, what else you got about, about the history? I'm sorry to keep interrupting you, but I find that part. Oh fast. no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, no, I, not much else other than just to say that uh, there's been, you know, a resurgence of popularity they've they've moved into things like uh, equestria girls which is a toy line and cartoon i think it's over now too but um where the ponies step through a mirror and they become human forms of the ponies uh and then there's a new cartoon now and i cannot remember the name of it but uh, so it's it's still going. Um, they've started re-releasing, um, like the one I have. They've started re-releasing the G1 ponies. Um, it always it's always funny to me to hear terminology like G1 associated with My Little Ponies because when I talk about G1, it's Transformers. So um, so it's a little strange, but uh, I mean, again, it's Hasbro, so it should be the same thing. But uh, I was definitely much more of a Transformers girl than a My Little Pony girl back then. But I I've learned a lot and. I, I like some of it. So there was an episode of Hot in Cleveland where one of the main characters 
started dating this really hot fireman who was a brony. And the whole thing is she couldn't wrap her head around why he was a brony. And he was just explaining, it's, it's just a thing I like. You know, and they thought, it, is this a sexual thing? And no, it's not a sexual thing. It's just I like this. I'm a fan. Um, so I respect the bronies a lot more. Uh, again, the the uh, documentary you mentioned, Stacy, I watched that with my wife because neither of us really got it. I've seen a few episodes of the cartoon. I didn't really get it, but I started reading the comics and I kind of get it now. You want to? Should we start on the comics, or we want to uh, keep on talking about the history of it? Oh, I'm good in terms of history. I'm I'm ready to move on. What, what, you guys uh, last question uh, on the timeline wise? We know it goes toys, cartoons. Uh, where's comics in that? Comics come after cartoons, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 So, Mike, why don't you start telling us about those comic books? Well. So a few years ago, one of my friends was in the hospital, was not doing well, and his three nieces and his son uh, were there at the hospital. And I was like, I got to get these kids something to distract them. So I went out and I got them each a comic book. And for my little pseudo niece, Julieta, I got her a My Little Pony Friendship is Magic comic. And... She devoured the comic and came over to me and said, Uncle Michael, it says to be continued. And I was like, ah, fuck me. (laughs) Now this is going to be in my pull list. So when I got back to New Orleans, I was like, I need My Little Pony's Friendship is Magic. And it was very strange the day I had to go over to the counter and say, I'm sorry, this is not the My Little Pony comic I collect. You gave me the wrong one. I collect Friendship is Magic. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go read some of these on Comixology because there's a bunch available. And I didn't start uh, right at the the first one. I decided to jump in later on. But they have some amazing writers for this, including um, the guy who wrote Princeless, Jeremy Whitley. Um, Thomas Zahn, who uh, Tom loves because he wrote uh, Loving Capes. There's a lot of really good writers. And the one, the one comic that I started reading was just fucking delightful. It was the horses have gone to New York to Carnegie Hall to see one of their friends perform a magic act. And it's all about a jewel thief. Uh, it's It was very well done. But the reason I like these comics is because how subversive the writers and artists are. Because at one point, the, uh, my, the ponies are mistaken as the actual jewel thieves, and they're running from the cops. And they're like, we'll get on the subway. Yeah, let's all get on the F train. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, okay, my niece reading this is not going to realize that's funny. But me reading it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this this is why bronies love it. Because if you're stoned and you're watching the cartoon and somebody's like, let's jump on the F train. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> uh, they also had another comic uh, in this, this little graphic novel that I read, which had no words whatsoever. It was just about a rabbit who was pissed off 
about what was going on in the town. And the it's it's so good for young readers because you don't have to read in order to just read this issue of the comic. You could just anybody, whether you know, could just pick it up and follow it and understand what was going on essentially. And I thought that was also a brilliant way to use the medium to attract younger readers, which is something that comics sorely lack nowadays because there's no Harvey comics, which is kind of like the gateway into comics for young readers. And my little pony provides that for a lot of young female readers. So I wholeheartedly recommend my little pony for anybody who's got a little girl or a little boy out there who wants to start reading comics. Yeah. You know, what kind of a little boy reads on my pretty pony. Lucky little boys, because those are good comics, man. So, Stacey, I also read <laughs> one of the comics that you read. you want to talk about the crossover? I do want to talk about the crossover. And, you know, I, I as I said earlier, I expected to hate it because I just didn't know what to expect. But I freaking loved it. I read uh, Transformers and My Little Pony. <laughs> Uh, and, As well you would. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's on brand for me, and it was so much fun. So the premise is basically uh, there's Queen Chrysalis, who I didn't know who she was. Uh, she's apparently a villain, um, and she has kind of a faction of ponies called the Changelings. I guess they're not all ponies, but um, she thinks it's not fair that you know, the ponies get to rule everything. And so she is trying to rule with magic. She opens up a basically a space bridge. Uh, some of the transformers get sucked into the space bridge into Equestria. Um, one, one, my little pony character gets sucked into Cybertron and uh, it's a little dragon named Spike. And the first thing he encounters is my favorite transformer, Grimlock. And there's the cutest little exchange between the two of them. Spike's like Grimlock's biggest fan. He's like, this guy is awesome. (laughs) And he's just so excited. And there's, you know, all of the stuff like Queen Chrysalis is trying to convince, you know, get the Decepticons to help her. And then Decepticons are like, you know what? Yeah, like we could totally, you could help us defeat the Autobots. And then, um, I think I think other than the Grimlock stuff, my favorite part was the uh, the sound wave part where they're like there's this big battle and he's sending out his cassettes and they basically because Ravage gets hurt and Soundwave yells at him and the ponies are like, Oh, you don't do that to your friends, like you take care of your friends, so they take care of Ravage. They basically fix his boo-boo, which is what they called it in the book. And so all of the cassettes turn on Soundwave, and then Soundwave's like, 
you guys aren't my friends anymore. <laughs> so then he, you know, he kind of joins in like, oh, well, I guess I want friends. Like, friends are awesome. So um, another one of my favorite Transformers is Soundwave. So there was a lot of good stuff for me in that. But, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was super positive. It was super, you know, teamwork is great. Friendship is awesome. We accept everybody, even though they might, you know, might have been a bad guy in the beginning nobody's all bad uh we accept any pony um which i think was probably the thing that made me just kind of cringe a little bit but it's pretty cute so yeah i was it was four issues if it had been 12 or 27 or whatever i don't think it would have been enough like i've already pre-ordered the the graphic novel because i want to own that forever uh one thing i do like about it also is um I love the hero's journey. That's always been my thing. Everybody knows this. I talk about it all the time. Uh, if you can turn a bad guy into a good guy rather than just defeating them, I love that. And mm-hmm. My Little Ponies, that's a, a whole thing through every single comic book. There are some people you just can't turn, or at least they haven't turned their hearts yet, but at least they're always trying. And I thought one of the best parts about the Transformer My Little Pony crossover was actually in the very beginning where – a, a, a little pony is at a comic book stand reading a crossover saying this makes no sense to cross these two series over. What kind of continuity is it in? This doesn't make any sense. And then another pony is like, maybe people just want to read it because it's fun. Yeah. Well, and then, then it rains and yeah. he's like, can I get another copy? This is no longer meant. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah. There, so one more thing I forgot. So at the, the very end, um, there's a moment for Transformers fans um, because essentially Grimlock comes through and Spike comes through with him and Spike the dragon is not a character in Transformers, but there is a Spike Witwicky in Transformers, and he wears like this mech suit, and Spike the dragon is wearing it, and that was a moment for me where I was like, "Holy shit!" Like I'm gonna make my husband read it because I was like, <laughs> he was like, "What are you reading this week?" And I said, "My Little Pony," but I found a loophole. I found a Transformers My Little Pony <laughs> comic, and he's like. I don't know how I feel about that. So now I'm going to make him read it. Because I was like, you have to read this. It's so much fun. Oh, one little side note, by the way. The, the name of the kingdom is called Equestria. Who the fuck else should rule but ponies? Right? Yeah. Right? Come on. Changeling? Uh... Horses? Yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. Maybe full-grown <laughs> horses. Maybe not let the kids. I don't think grow up. There's no, like, my okay-looking horses. Well, a pony's not a young horse. Yeah, it's a specific type, specific of, type of horse. All right. I am this year's old finding this out. I always thought ponies were a small horse. No, Baby. ponies are a different breed. A completely are different foals. breed. They're different, complete breeds of, uh, of equine animals that are ponies, that are not horses. What was the, uh, what's the differentiator? Uh, Their species. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, typically it's, yeah, she's got... I, mean, I know the difference between a donkey and a mule and a horse. I don't know the Usually in that. size, ponies are generally a diminutive of the species, but it's not always true, just like the the same thing where you see uh, hawks, falcons, and eagles, right? So there's no uh, etymological difference between a hawk and an eagle besides characterization, so they're exactly the same. 
same toes, same bone structure. This is generally hawks are smaller and eagles are generally larger, but it's not always true. Same thing for ponies and horses. There are miniature horses that are not considered ponies, so I'm sure there's an etymology in there somewhere. Honestly, I don't know what it is, but it, I mean, it's an actual genetic difference between ponies and horses. I, I believe you. I just don't know what it is. That, that's interesting. We'll look that up later. Thanks for joining this episode of Pony Talk. Brony talk. My brony buddies would know. Oh, you don't know the difference? I envy you. Settle it, buddy. Here we go. Here we go. You know who I envy? LT. Because LT read a whole bunch of My Little Pony this week. He sure did. That's right. I read volume one of Friendship is Magic, and I decided that some comic books aren't meant for me, and this is one of them. <laughs> you know what? That's okay, That's too. Fair. Well, what is there? Was there any salt? Anything? Did you like the artwork? Were there any? I mean, My Little Pony has cranked through some good writers and artists. I, it just, I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. It just, it just really wasn't for me. I kept getting drawn back into the Star Wars book I was reading. Like every few little, pages, Jeff? every few pages, I'd have to switch back to Star Wars because it really, really was not holding my attention. And then I tried to watch the TV show, and I was like, "No, this isn't doing it for me either." You know what? That one, once again, I let think people like. I think, like, Tom, I think it's because like... I don't smoke pot. <laughs> I think that's the problem. <laughs> was well, the other thing like Stacy and I and uh, uh, like we don't smoke pot either, but we're like kids at heart and mind. I think so. Like I, I read some of the uh, My Little Pony stuff, and I'm like I'm just enchanted. Uh, Mike, I think you're the same way too, right? Yeah, I do. I definitely do not smoke pot, but I will say uh, I I started on a random one, and maybe it's just because. It was, so maybe I should have started on a random one because volume one, starting at the beginning, it just really did not hold my interest at all. You never watched the first just, season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I think Julieta might have been lying to me when she said it's said to be continued because everyone I read was a story, a self contained story. Uh, was it like that in volume one? Yeah, in volume one, it was a self contained story. Um, so you know. that lying little bitch, how dare she? into getting her more comics it was probably you know what good for her good for her that's a smart kid right there that is and in volume one they kept talking about earning their cutie marks oh yeah you gotta earn that cutie mark so it wasn't so much about them just appearing it was more like what can we do to earn them cutie marks and what what if we did this? What kind of cutie mark would we get? So, Tommy, uh, our guests at home can't see the face you're making, but it is like somewhere between disdain, disgust, and innuendo. Yeah, general yeah. nausea. Yeah. general nausea. It was. It was so um, much. It was sickening. But I man, don't think it was. But, but okay. man, I can't tell you. I can't wait to tell you about the Star Wars comic I read. <laughs> Uh, I guess that's coming up in just a minute. Does anyone have any last? Uh, I think Josh bailed on us just because he didn't want to admit he didn't read a single comic book. <laughs> Josh, is Josh you out. didn't read like... any of these comic books, did you? I did. I read some this afternoon. Oh, good. What did you think? 
Uh, I read uh, Feats of Friendship, which is sort of like the amalgamation of the non-pony races come together in a Harry Potter-like school to defeat, uh, you know, people who aren't nice. It was a super cute comic book, don't get me wrong. It was a, an exact parallel allegorical comic to everything Harry Potter. Uh, if I was looking for to recommend something for kids to read before they started getting into Harry Potter, I would totally guide them into this. It was, it was, it was, you know, it was written as expected. It was super cute. I probably read more of it than I honestly expected. I was like, I could have quit this two issues ago, but I'm going to find out what happens next. <laughs> I so, want to know what happens at the fireball. That's right. And my favorite character is Yona the Yak. Uh, and she likes telling everybody she's from Yokatsu. And uh, she's just all, she's all yak all the time, and I just want to use yak speak everywhere I go, working in the <laughs> word yak into everything. She's sort of like the Smurf of the Pony World, where she would you know yak the hell out of things. I just <laughs> My yak! yak you, yeah, yak you, yeah, she, and uh, she just uses yeah, she just word replaces yak for so many things that. Uh, I just need. I kind of need a little yak in my life, and I'm not afraid to admit it. Did uh, did your did anybody else's book have any discord in it? I really like that character. He's like the spirit of chaos. Um, he's you should look up a picture of him because he's he's really fun. Um, and I remember seeing the toys in stores, but he's like this amalgamation of like a goat and a dragon and probably some other things. But yeah, I've seen that character. Yeah, yeah, he's a lot of fun. He's a lot of fun in the Transformers book. He basically, like, he saw the Transformers transforming into things, and he was like, oh, I can do that. <laughs> he's like, look at me. I can turn into robots and radios and stuff. But can you poop uh, cassettes out of your chest? No. No. I mean, Soundwave was one of my favorite all-time toys as a kid. Like, was oh, you like, love that sound wave. I remember oh, I was making man. your little... Did you have, you had the bird cassette, though. Uh, I had the vulture, the Black yeah. Panther, the the guy with the little jackhammers on his arms, and yeah, yeah, the yeah. other little guy that can't... I had, like, every possible cassette I could find to come out of sound I don't remember you having the, the, the Ravage one. You might oh, yeah. have. It was an amazing yeah. toy. Yeah, it was a cool toy. toy. Yeah. I did like I like the well it's not getting the Transformer toys. Uh, and Stace, how many of the My Little Now you have a huge toy collection, but you told me that you only have a couple of the My Little Ponies. I do, yeah. I have um, And you didn't go little... too far afield or out of your way to get them. No, no, no. I like I said I I bought this one, I already had this one. I found see this is why I have the unicorner, they're all adjacent to me. Um, I have this one that's a vintage one. I mainly bought her because I liked her colors and she was a unicorn. She's very um, orange, yes. And then I have this horrifying knockoff one. <laughs> I like the knockoffs. Uh, she's... Ooh, my nope. semi-attractive pony. Ooh, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, for this angle, it looks translucent. Can you see the skeleton in there? Like, it, what is that? It is translucent. She does not have a skeleton. Uh, it looks a little bit like a, a bad her... rubber duck knockoff, too. Does it feel like a rubber yeah. duck? Like a oh, shit yeah. rubber duck? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's slightly glittery plastic, but, you know, big old made in China yeah. sticker on it. So. Oh, yeah. So you know it's good. So you, you know you're getting the real stuff. 
air with, uh, with that one. But yeah, I mean, I like I said, I, I didn't have any as a kid. I about that time I started getting into, um, you know, I didn't have many like GI Joe, Transformers, Masters of the Universe things, but I play. I had friends who had brothers who had them, so I played with those. And then um, once Princess of Power and Rainbow Bright hit, that was it. <laughs> that was my stuff. Uh, my little sister loved uh, Strawberry Shortcake. That was her jam. Oh yeah, jam. that too. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I, I have to say about the uh, my wife, you know, I asked her because she's a child of the eighties, kind of, kind of got the tail end of the eighties because she's young. But uh, she uh, she had a my uh, pretty pony. So someone bought her. She wanted a My Little Pony. Someone accidentally bought her the My Pretty Pony, and they bought her some clothes that were for My Little Pony. Um, so she had like a body shaming incident because the My Pretty Pony is like way bigger than the My Little Pony. So the clothes you'd have to kind of like, yeah, this, this this these pants are a pair of shorts now, and I have to cut them so they can fit over your butt and show your cutie mark. So uh, that's all she remembers about that. It's a sad memory for my wife. <laughs> Does anyone have any want to go out? And, I know anyone got any last good things to say about my little pony. Really, Tommy? I thought you were going to pipe up with one good thing. Josh at least kind of enjoyed the story enough to like keep going further than you thought. Uh, I'll <laughs> just say that it's it's. It's definitely more pervasive, and it's definitely a broader audience than I had first expected. I mean, even just uh, looking at how many issues there were, how many episodes there were, I honestly, I, I did not uh, understand the, the breadth and depth of My Little Pony. And, uh, and it's uh, as of yet mostly unexplored. So I would say, you know, kids out there looking for something, if it's in their wheelhouse, there's a lot. There's a lot of content there, and uh, it's you know. You thought uh, Harry Potter for those uh, kids who uh, want to do the cancel culture on Harry Potter, and you're looking yeah. for a new weird place to go. Yeah, My Pretty Pony, My Little Pony is a feet, safe haven. Feet they accept every pony. Yeah. yeah. Tell Yona the yak I said hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm gonna go over here and do yak things. Where are yak things? I can drink from that lake. I can get in the back seat of the car, whatever you want. Was it yak things? And from an episode of Family Guy. <laughs> uh. <laughs> hey man, this is Kevin Smith, uh, Silent Bob from all those terrible Jane Silent Bob type pictures, and you are listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box, comics talk for comics fans. Mikey, what do you got in the front of the long box, buddy? Well, Marvel, you fucked me again. Congratulations. <laughs> That might be the new name of the segment. <laughs> Why do I keep on falling for your 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 pretty covers? So they are about to have some event. I don't know, King of the Symbiotes or some shit like that. I don't fucking know. But I do know that I love Astro City and Kurt Busiek was writing a fucking Prince Namor series. And I saw that and I was like... Oh, I want this. I did not after reading it. <laughs> it is a prequel talking about, you know, the hidden history of Atlantis. <sighs> it's just disappointing. Like everything else that Marvel gives me lately. Damn it, Marvel. So if you like Namor, 
Don't read this comic. Go read the John Byrne series. Well, that was joyless as heck. Tommy, please, for God's sakes, have something a little more uh, fun at the back of the wild box for me. I do. I have Star Wars Legends Epic Collection, The Old Republic, Volume 1 and 2. Oh, I love The Old Republic from Dark Horse Comics. So good. So good. So good. I mean, you know, if you got a little time on your hands, it's only like 37, 38 issues of comics combined in these two volumes. It's only like, you know, I don't know. 900-ish pages, but it's so good. It's just fun, fun romp through the Star Wars universe, a story of a Padawan who gets blamed for killing other Padawans when really it was the Jedi Masters that killed their Padawans, and he's trying to clear his name. All the while, Mandalorians are trying to take over the Republic. I mean, it's just a good romp through the Star Wars universe, when a lot of shit is going down and it's a really good storyline. So um, we have an old Republic show coming, right? So do we think this is going to be, uh, and you said Mandalorians are involved. So given the popularity of the, of the Mandalorian, do you think, do you think this might be the, the time frame they're looking at? The time I storyline? don't know, but they certainly could do this as a show. Because this is very episodic. Uh, it was very engaging. It's very good. There's plenty of opportunity for you to have many different Mandalorian armors. Uh, you could spin off so many toys from this. This this could keep Stacy busy for years. <laughs> All about those toys, baby. It's true. Uh, I mean, it, it's just a really, really good storyline. And it, it, it also has plenty of opportunity for humor to be added, which, as we've seen in some of these shows, like, it's a necessary part, you know? It's like even the serious stuff needs a bit of humor now and again. All right. And, well, thank and you this, for that, Tommy. Josh. We haven't done this in so long, man. Give me, give, give me a tangent. So a lot of us have been calling back to old shows, old comics. Uh, given the amount of time we have at this point to sort of do our callbacks and reachbacks, and I have been looking for a video, like a new video game, and, and it's been falling flat for me. And so I reached back and I pulled out the Borderlands series 2 and 3. Um Started playing three again. I'm having a lot of fun playing, and now I'm actually uh, I've uh, I've pulled at least one friend in to play with me for Borderlands three. No, Tom, you are friend number two, and uh, it's on sale this week if you haven't already bought it. It's on sale this week. I bought it. Three, you bought it. Okay, just making sure. Uh, I bought it, so, yeah. downloaded it, just haven't played it yet. So I was uh, thinking about getting a control, but you say the the. the, the I, I'm a mouse and keyboard guy. If you're a console person, buy a controller. Actually, if you want, I I have a controller for you. I will never use it uh, for PC. Um, So, uh, yeah, just uh, Borderlands is one of those series where the writing is funny, the characters are funny, the gameplay is good, 
you don't have to be like a serious gamer to get through it. It's just one of those games where it's enjoyable to watch, and and it's one of the few games where it's not like uh, I find myself uh, pretty much after any amount of time in Warcraft just like tabbing through quests. Like, do I really care what the what the the voice says or what the text says in Warcraft? No, they were. It was the writing was shit. It wasn't funny. It was entertaining. It was just a stopgap for me to get to the next raid. Uh, but in Borderlands, shit, that shit's funny. And the voice acting's funny. And I really, like, I could see myself watching somebody else play Borderlands. That's how entertaining those, those games are for me. So what, uh, what, uh, what callback video games have you guys reached into? Or uh, should we maybe uh, look at? What are we doing? What are we playing? Uh, I have been playing and I'll replay this again I think this year uh, Final Fantasy Tactics uh, that, and that's an old old game but I love tactic games and when it comes to a tactics game I've never found better so I'll go back and I'll try to unlock a different class I've never unlocked before or you know not that there's any left <laughs> and of course Atlas is Brigandine is like my, my holy grail of, of finding a, a fun game because uh, I love that game. I just can never find it on an emulator or anything. It was only on the PS1, and it's impossible to find anywhere else. Anybody else? Uh, I'm a big fan of the uh, sort of platformer games, and uh, I always like the Lego games. So any, give me any Lego game or, you know, give me a, one of the classic platformers like, you know, uh, Sonic or Mario Brothers, any of those you're just side-scrolling your way out of this place, huh? Side-scrolling the way out <laughs> of it. That's cool. Nothing wrong with that? Yeah, yeah I, I, I do that, too. I, I've played um, I played back through some of the Breath of the Wild stuff, because Zelda is probably my favorite game franchise, but I'll tell you the one that I went back to when I had COVID and then have revisited a couple times since then is my favorite Zelda game of all time, which is uh, Legend of Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link uh, for the NES. <laughs> uh, that game, I know it's one of those that if people either love it or they hate it. I have beaten it dozens of times, and it still challenges me. I love the music. I love the the you know the little going into the towns and and all of that stuff like I just I get lost in it for hours. Um, it's just a good escape. But one I wish I could play is a game for the Game Boy Advance. I think um, there's a game called Electroplankton, and basically there was no point to the game other than you just had these little like seascapes and then you could choose what sea creature you wanted and the sea creatures all made different sounds and so you basically just created songs or you know you could create loops and then you could record them and then like basically like a mixing board but it was with like these little sea creatures and it was the most relaxing thing and i think i'm just gonna have to buy an old game boy advance so i can buy the game again because i really miss it it does sound fun yeah, that's that's interesting. Interesting. Mike doesn't like soundboards all that much, though. Or at least he doesn't understand. <laughs> Fucking soundboards. They don't like him. <laughs> With their on and off buttons. You don't play a ton of video games. I don't uh, play any video games. At all. 
used to I, play rock band. Yeah, it's, I'm, it's too addictive for me, so I, I cannot get on the junk again. <laughs> LT, you and I used to play uh, Aliens Attack My Neighborhood forever. Oh, yeah. Like, we, we would sit and, like, start on a, a Sunday night. And, like, Tuesday morning, like, one of us has to go to work, man. Tom, do you remember when I moved in with you and LT and you had that stupid video game, Zombies Ate My Neighbors? Yeah, that's Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Yeah, yeah. 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 Zombies Ate My Neighbors, yeah. Yeah, that was it. You left, you left for work one day and then came home, went to sleep, woke up the next day, and I was still playing the goddamn game, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. This is like me with Oblivion. I played... I played that game like it was my oh, fucking job. My favorite scene in that game was still the baby, the 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 giant baby with the the bottle. Yeah, it's hilarious. That was in my neighborhood. Was a pretty good one. Josh and I used to play this game called uh, River City Brawl, where River uh, City Junction. River City, no River City. River City Ransom. Where, there it is, River, River City Ransom. Ransom. And uh, the best thing about it is, uh, if you had a rock. You can throw it, and if you accidentally hit your partner, you just hit your partner. That was it. Yeah. And, and you there, always... there was friendly fire in the game. And yeah, then, it was and kind of fun. Weapon, you were like, his weapon's better than mine. And then you'd like <laughs> throw your shitty weapon, you hit him back in the head, and his head was like, his eye was bulge out, and he would drop his good weapon. You could like run up and grab his weapon. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so awesome. We had we played that for hours and hours and hours, and they just made a remake of it using the daughters of the original two guys, and the the dads get kidnapped. I haven't played it yet, but I just saw the uh, the, uh, the 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 trailer for it. I'm like, oh man, I might have to buy that. That looks awesome. Did anybody ever play Stubbs the Zombie? It was an original Xbox game. Yeah, yeah, I have played that. I. I still listen to the soundtrack from that game because it was just a bunch a really of like indie artists. Well, indie. I mean, Cake was on there, but um, yeah, that's how I discovered bands like Rogue Wave. And but they were all doing like fifties and sixties songs. It was yep. such a good soundtrack. I think we can still call Cake indie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. fine with that. Yeah, I'm alright with that. Yeah. LT, did you uh, give us yours, or was it Zombie Save My Neighborhood? <laughs> No, no, I said uh, I'm happy with side-scrollers and, and oh, yeah. games. Yeah. There was a one side-scroller that used to be at a pizza joint uh, or uh, like a video arcade that me and Andy and Mike would play. It was like four – and Josh, it was four-person side-scroller and you have like a jetpack. I think it was called Xenomorph or something. We loved that stupid game. That was a fun one. Remember that, Josh? Uh, a four-person side-scroller? Yeah, except there were du- there were double levels, and sometimes you'd have a jetpack. It was like Gauntlet, but uh, yeah. for four players, kind of almost between somewhere between Gauntlet and Golden Axe. Yeah, but God, for space, Golden, oh, Golden Axe was fun. Yeah. Oh, Golden, Axe. Golden Axe was fun. I have that I, uh, on the Xbox. At yeah. some point, I managed to beat Golden Axe on one quarter with the dwarf. Oh, uh, I've never beaten it on one quarter. I've beaten it, but not on one quarter. Not even close. Two, three bucks. I think it was my best. Uh, yeah, I can't recall the game you're thinking of, though. It was like Xenomorph or something, and it was... We, we, me and... I remember we played the crap out of it whenever we saw it. Xenomorph. All right, that's, uh, that's a good one. Now, Stace, I know you had a toy for us today. 
Yeah. I do have a toy. So keeping with the theme of our toy uh, comic, I I pulled this one out. So this is uh, Baxter Stockman from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, this one came out uh, late last year or early this year. A uh, company called NECA. Uh, they've been doing a lot of the... Uh, Turtles cartoon characters. Uh, Baxter is one of my favorites because, I mean, well, one, just look at him. He's adorable. Uh, and two, he's he's a fly. And in the cartoon, he's just, he's hilarious. Um, he's always just trying to, you know, do fly things. And, um, yeah, so it's Baxter. Was he a fly that turned into a man or a man that kind of turned into a flyer? So he was a brilliant scientist <laughs> who I believe was uh, brought in by Shredder to try to, you know, make more mutants like the, the Ninja Turtles uh, so he could defeat the Ninja Turtles finally. And, uh, yeah, kind of kind of went wrong, and he turned himself into a fly. No, I'm getting better. <laughs> That's pretty good. Thanks. I like that was good. That chills. Chills. <laughs> <laughs> Help me! Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I like uh, I like toys of like fly characters. You know, like the old the old fly. Um, I think we talked about on the show. I have Amigo fly and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So yeah, just fun nice. stuff. He is super cute. That is a super cute. Yeah. Like if people haven't seen it, where could they go to see that toy, Stacey? Good question. They could go to my Instagram, which is at Geeky Vixen, all one word. Excellent. And if you send me a picture, I'll put it up on our uh, Twitter. Uh, also, love to do that because that is a cute toy. Uh, I'm going to do my three to eighteen, but I'm going to do it thirty to one hundred and eighty today. Are you ready? Yeah. Just because I, I've been wondering this. That is specificity. Above well, it, specificity. It, 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 it actually might be above or below, but I doubt it's below. Mike, estimate how many dice you have in your house right now. Thirty to one hundred and eighty. One hundred eighty. <laughs> so above. Oh, yeah, easily. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Should I I have said 1,180? Yeah. Yeah, All right, You got to change the scale. All right. 30 to 1,180. Mike, go. Uh, Maybe 500. All right. Tommy, what do you got? Um, Probably 75. Okay. Oh, wait. I forgot games, too. I know. That's the one that's cast. (laughs) Oh. Oh man! Um, uh, Eight hundred. I'm changing my face. Thousand, thousand. That's my final uh, offer. I, I'm gonna say ninety six. Okay. Joshy, uh, I've seen your pile. <laughs> it's eight or nine hundred at least. Well, that's a lot of dice. <laughs> Every time I played a new character, I would get a new set of dice. Yeah. Uh, there's would... a game shop near my house that used to have like, like a a measuring cup, like for like oh, three dollars. Yeah. And some of them were flawed, and some of them weren't. So I would just buy like a measuring cup of dice, throw out the flawed ones, and keep the rest. And then I I probably buy like I don't know a new set of dice every two months or three months. So I got a fucking bucket full, dude. It's it's over. It's a thousand. I probably only have about two hundred. Uh, which is probably on the low end for a Dungeons & Dragons guy, but I, I get attached. And it would be lower than that if it wasn't for Warhammer. 
uh, Warhammer just for my orcs on six-sided dice. Uh, sometimes if my orcs are all shooting in the same phase, I legitimately have to roll like 40 six-sided dice to, to, to do my damage. I've bought three yeah. since I moved to San Jose because I didn't want to find my dice bag. <laughs> I've bought three different sets. Like, eh, I'll just get a new dice set. bag. That's a dice sack. Yeah. All right. And how many people have the Crown Royal dice bag? I still have a, oh, crown. I I yeah. still have I have a crown Royal bag. I don't put my dice in it. Oh. I do have one. Fancy, fancy. Like, I had well, six my... dice right next to me just by happenstance. <laughs> yeah, so um, my friend my friend Dwayne made uh, these, he's a comic artist, and he made these little sets called, uh, like, Dungeon Crawl sets, and they came with, like, a little dice bag and dice. So that's what I have my dice in, because my friend Dwayne gave it to me, so. I got a Crown Royal bag that has my name on it, because you could uh, buy, there was one year where you could buy your name on it, I'm like, this is the perfect dice bag forever and ever and ever. <laughs> I have a set of dice Giant. at work. And when we at get a work? new when we get a new vehicle, I have all my employees come in and roll for it. Where do they roll? Twenty. D twelves. No. D12, no. Every important decision we used to make in college was fought off with D twelves because it's the least used die. Just barbarian hit points and great axes. And we were like Very this unloved. poor. It's a very unloved die. So uh, ev- so Bill and I lived together in three different locations. And every time we had a hard decision to make about who got what room or what was going to happen, it was D12s and poor fucking Bill. Dude, I won every single dice roll against him on D12s. So, yeah. Sorry, Bill, if you're listening. Fuck off, D12s rule. In uh, one last dice story, Josh and I found a set of loaded dice on the side of the road one day. And Josh goes, well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> we'll roll to see who gets them. <laughs> Josh, knowing for absolute certain, if I'm rolling a six-sided, I have to say four. It's true. And for absolute certain, I realized they were loaded dice and could see what they were loaded to roll. Yeah, they can only roll sevens or elevens. <laughs> so four is not coming up. <laughs> What's it coming up? So, uh, yeah, I didn't get the loaded dice. You did not. <laughs> I still have that die. It's in my box. Nice. Nice. Yeah. All right. I think that's just going to do it for this episode, guys. Did I forget anybody's uh, bit? It's a rarity. We got through everyone's bit. I guess we're going on to plugs. Well, I'd like to plug our Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash the long box, guys, and for a mere $1 a month, you get an extra podcast Every week we decide to produce one. Shut your whore mouth. Are you saying that for the price of a shitty cup of coffee, I can get another episode of this crap every single week? Mostly? Every week. Yeah, and it's even yeah. less than the price of a shitty cup of coffee. That's what a great deal it is. And not only that, all the money that we collect all goes straight to helping people in need. It goes to the Elizabeth Peabody Food Bank which our good friend Tom runs. We uh, we appreciate everybody who wants to donate and uh, likes listening to us ramble. Yeah, we really do appreciate it. We, we just bought a whole lot of chicken thighs this week with it. Chicken thighs. Chicken thighs. Mm. Yeah. Sounds, sounds even sexier than it is. Chicken thighs. Uh-huh. Sounds juicy to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Tyler, what do you got to uh, plug there, buddy? I'd like to plug geekorthodox.com. 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 Hello, Tammy and Ian. Thanks for adding baseball tees this week. I got three of them. Thanks. My my pocket thanks you. (laughs) Geekorthodox.com. Purveyors of fine t-shirts and other geeky things such as baseball tees, stained glass prints, t-shirts, socks, Johnny Skywalker, rocks glasses. You name it, they got it. Well, I got to repost the, uh, he made a great video of him making some of the stained glass. And it truly is a great video showing how much work goes into those uh, stained glass geek masterpieces that he makes. I'm going to repost that on our Twitter because that really was terrific. Yeah, he did it for the stained glass for the 501st. Yeah. I would also like to thank Kirby Crackle for providing our geek rock music every week. You can check him out at KirbyCracklemusic.com. Indeed. And I'd like to thank Dolly Parton because she's a fucking national treasure. Oh, she is a national treasure, Dolly. But we're going to all go to Dollywood this year, hopefully when the plague lifts, uh, right before Gen Con. And uh, Stacy's very excited about doing it. I'm very, my wife is over the moon about going to Dollywood. We're going to stay uh, the weekend there and then go to Dollywood for a couple days. And Josh and I are going to drive up to Gen Con. Uh, it's going to be a happening. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. And uh, one other thing I want to plug is Pensacon coming up. I'm not sure if all the uh, all the guys are going to be able to make it this year, but I'm going to try to get down there to Pensacon. Um, and uh, that's down in uh, Pensacola, Florida. That's happening in late May. Is that correct, guys? It's the uh, 21st or something. 21st of May. Uh, still, still have some great guests coming. They're going to do their best to socially distance. Uh, hopefully we'll be ready to rock and roll by then. I apologize to everybody. My cat has no sense of boundaries. Aww. Aww. Cat yeah. don't. Cat ass in your face. In your face. All right, and that will do it for this week's episode of The Long Box, guys. Mikey, what's this podcast like to you? It's like drunk history, but for comics. Tommy, sweet, sweet Tommy. What do you got to say, buddy? I got to say that, you know, sometimes ex-presidents deserve to get convicted. All right. Keeping it, keeping it light. (laughs) Stace, any words of wisdom for us? I just want to say that friendship is truly magic. Friendship is magic. And I value our friendship so much, guys. Stacey, you are our friend. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I almost forgot to mention, but did you do something different with your hair? Because it looks redder. Uh... I did. I mean, I didn't do anything recently, but I did do something different with it. What's that? I I blow dried it. <laughs> that is different. That's exciting. Yeah, different. Yeah. I actually tried to style it. <laughs> Not what I normally do. <laughs> and we all know what Josh did different with his back hair. Oh wait, that was on the Patreon podcast. Yeah. Tune to the Patreon to hear about my horrific back waxing story. Do it. It's worth the dollar. I it swear. is worth a dollar just to hear about <laughs> his back waxing gone totally awry. And the back waxing station? Uh, the one you went to? My, not my sector. I took a whole lot of damage and got the fuck out of there. Is it ever going to be your sector again? That's that's a one and done. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm going to find a new sector for that activity, my friend. Josh, in New Orleans, there's a Brazilian wax place that has a drive-up window. 
and I don't want to know how that works. But for Brazilians or Especially for that for I'm not sure. I don't, yeah, I don't know. So many questions that it's I don't right know. next to the drive-up daiquiri shop. Wow. So, I like, you can get waxed, then have a daiquiri, or go have a daiquiri while you're getting waxed. There's a That's lot a of options. One. Or no, both. Have it's a daiquiri. Have a daiquiri. It's daiquiri. Daiquiri while you're getting While you're waxed. getting a yeah. tin of daiquiri, while you're getting waxed, and a daiquiri for the drive home. Yeah. Daiquiri, exactly. daiquiri, daiquiri. Also, don't I've, drink and drive. Yeah, I think daiquiri wax is my... Uh, <laughs> 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 I can't finish it. My Motley Crue cover band. (laughs) (laughs) It's the name of Josh's last sex tape. (laughs) Daiquiri wax. And with that, don't forget what I always say. Don't just what you hate. Just promote what you love. You live longer. Thanks for the long box, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.